definitely have to be prepared to be rejected. It's going to be somewhat miraculous if you write a book and submit it and uh, you're accepted. That is right. not going to happen. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Why Bother, the podcast where we explore why creative people bother doing things the hard way. I'm here with our guest, Ron Corbett from Ottawa Press and Publishing. Hi, Gareth. Thanks for joining us. Very glad to be here. I'm your host, Gareth Davies. From I Make decided House. to bother. Yeah, <laughs> you bothered with bother. us. I did. Thank goodness you're here. And uh, as you might be able to tell, Ron, uh, he's got that radio voice. He actually did have his own radio show at one point. We're going to go through that. He's now the owner of his own Ottawa Press and Publishing Company, but he is a author of seven and counting books. Uh, I hope I got that number right. <laughs> it's something around there. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll count them up later. But he yeah, stopped yeah, counting. Yeah. yeah. We've got a couple of his books here. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see those in front of us. We do carry Ron's work at Maker House. Uh, some of his bestsellers, like Best Hikes of Ottawa Gatineau here, I'm pointing at. And uh, if you're listening, you can also find these in the link below on Spotify or wherever you're listening. And the other book, that's called Spanning Time, Bridges of Ottawa Gatineau. We have the Ottawa Rewind series at Maker House. So many great books. Thank you for bringing those to life. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Ottawa Press and Publishing, that's the name of the uh, the company. We're a local publisher. Um, and, and you've been a supporter of the company from day one for us. Um, I don't Happy know. I, yeah, I don't know if you'd been around, how long you'd been around. You'd been around a couple of years, I guess, before we had started. But uh, you were around with our with our first book, uh, the very first Lost Ottawa book. I, I remember it well. Um, so thank you. It's a, it's a reason I'm here, Gareth, yeah, is because awesome. you have been uh, a great supporter of the company from our first book. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. happy to hear that. It's a win-win for us to bring in locally written, locally published books yeah. uh, and working with a professional like yourself who's been in this industry a long time. I've learned a lot about publishing and now we get to actually share some of that background with yeah. our listeners. Yeah. So we're going to start with a bit more of like a light, rapid fire Bother, not bother, to get to know you a bit personally. Right. Okay. So we obviously call this. Bother or not bother. Rapid fire. Uh, listening to podcasts. <laughs> As Rod decides right now how to, truthful to be. Um, uh, I don't listen to, I'm not bothered, not bothered. <laughs> truthful right now. Tapping, tapping I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I listen to your, if I listen to this podcast later, it may be the second or third podcast I've ever listened okay. to. Okay. All right. What about cycling? Bother. Yeah, you like Definitely to get out bother. Yeah, Ottawa, Ottawa's a, a great city for cycling and it has been since, uh, well, since I can remember. It's yeah, uh, yeah. one of the great things about Ottawa, absolutely. Uh, what about uh, hiking? You said you you. Cycle. Oh, definitely bother. Uh, big bother, big okay. bother. Well, you it, wrote a book about it too. <laughs> we published a book about it, yes. yeah. Uh, gardening. If I'm doing it? Yeah. Not bother. Not bother. <laughs> not okay. bother. Not okay. bother. You like to eat? I, I like to look at it. Is, yeah. is that a look or toil <laughs> no, question? That's a toil question. As a, as a, not bother. Not bother. <laughs> Uh, what about eating cilantro? I love cilantro. Bother. Yes. Okay. I love cilantro. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, that's hit or miss. So what about reading eBooks? Bother. Digital eBooks. Yeah. Okay. Bother. I wasn't sure. Cause you obviously, you know, bother. publishing traditional material here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last question. Being punctual. <laughs> not bother. Not bother. One of my pet peeves, not bother. <laughs> you know, people that like being punctual are under the impression that early is punctual. You know, if you show up on time, punctual people think you're late. <laughs> Check it out. If you have an 11 o'clock appointment, show up at 11 o'clock and punctual people have their heads exploding, right? <laughs> they think, oh, 
<laughs> you know, you're all, I'm on time, you know, but anyway, yeah. it, it's an overrated virtue. Come on. <laughs> all right. All right. Now we want to know about getting into Ottawa Press and Publishing. You had a journey as a, you know, a creative writer and yeah. a radio host. And so you've been in the industry a long time, but starting your own publishing company is a whole other ball of wax. Yeah. It's a different thing. Why, why did why did we start the company? Yeah, so it's a whole other challenge to start your own publishing company and all the work that comes with mm-hmm. that, the overhead. Why did you bother to start Ottawa Press and Publishing? Well, well there's a well, there's a few reasons. Um, a, I was looking for work. You know, you, you've gone through the career, and it's absolutely it's absolutely true. Uh, well, I just been laid off. The sun just went through around a layoff. So let's get okay. you know, let's get right to the you know let's be truthful. So we'll for people right listening, you were for writing listening, for Ottawa Sun, Ottawa Citizen. At, at yeah, I. Yeah, I'd worked for both the Citizen and the Sun. Yeah, uh, I'd also had a radio show on CFRA. Yeah, called um, Unscripted. If people want to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 2017 <laughs> was when we started the company. This is what I have. So in 2017, there was a round of layoffs at the Sun. I was writing a column for the Sun at the time. Lost a job. Not having a job is a great motivator. Yeah. <laughs> for, for lucky for things. And one of the best ideas I had at the time, uh, I thought it turned out to be not too bad. I wrote a book called The Last Guide. Penguin published it. Uh, what's well, 20 years ago now they published it in 2000 the okay. last guide yeah um some people listening may know about it cbc did algonquin it. park algonquin park it was a story on this fellow uh, frank kwiak was his name he was a polish gentleman and he was a full-time fishing guide in algonquin park a job he started when he was eight years old and it was the only job he ever had imagine fishing guide is the only job you've ever had eight he, years old to eight he plus. was 65 when i met him yeah, he was 65 wow. when I met him. Uh, only job he ever had. He used to work at the uh, fishing lodges. Used to be many lodges in Algonquin Park. They all shut down, but he had clients. He kept going. He kept doing it. So we wrote a story in the Citizen. Story, just people love the story. And it, it ended up being a book. Long yeah. story short, Penguin published it. Very popular book. 2017, looking for work. I wrote a sequel to the book called The Last Guide's Guide. I couldn't find anybody to publish it. Penguin, the original publisher, had no interest in it. Nobody outside of Ottawa had any interest in it. So it was one of those situations, if you wanted to do it, I had to do it myself. Self-publish. So, but I didn't want to self-publish. I wanted to get it into chapters. Right? Okay. So how do you get into chapters? You need a publishing company to yeah. get it into chapters. Right. So I started a publishing company with the sole intent of getting the book into chapters, which is how it started. So The Last Guide's Guide was a book that I, that I wrote got in the chapters the book did well so i thought well i've got a publishing company now i should Amazing. do another one yeah the next book so i guess got it's some not momentum true. there with frank so i guess it's not true you had the second book the second book was lost ottawa right. uh david mcgee i'd had on the radio show he'd been a regular guest on yep. the radio show uh, his face it was a Facebook page, which is now defunct. He shut it all down, which yeah. is a shame. But and I, I was a follower of Lost Ottawa Facebook page. It, he had a lot of followers. Yeah. So um, anyway, we we did a Lost Ottawa book, and that book just exploded. If you remember that, such first a book. cool concept. It, it was the thing that stood out from that book was the fact that it started on Facebook, and you pulled posts. And you even wrote like how many comments and likes were yeah. on each post. So you basically pulled the most popular content yeah. from a Facebook group and made it into a physical book. It's backwards from where things are headed, but that's that was the appeal. That was the appeal, and it continues to be the business model to a certain degree, Gareth. This book right here, Vicky Lanthier, uh, Girl Best Gone, Likes book that, for Girl, all we got. No, yeah. Girl Gone Good is her um, Facebook page. Right. Uh, so we've done that now with Andrew with Ottawa Rewind. Yeah, uh, we've done Andrew that now King. with. Uh, 
three or four people. It's always been successful. We're yeah, completely backwards. Yeah. We, we take a digital uh, medium, a digital product, and we convert it into print. I, I love that people are connecting with the tangible, you know, physical books. Yeah. Um, and in many ways, it's it's uh, it's just a, a better, more digestible way to read content because on online, it's you know, it's the same screen you're scrolling. You get the infinite scroll, and it all feels so bite sized. Mm-hmm. And in a book, it feels substantial. Yeah. Um, let's go into the nitty gritty, something in your business that you do, that's done the hard way and you still choose to do it that way. And why? We don't take any government money. So as a publisher, you, you don't, as a Canadian publisher. Yeah. Which there is money available. (laughs) No, I shouldn't say it like that. Uh, we are, uh, it's. It, we're, we're the exception. We're, we're the exception. Uh, the majority of Canadian publishers will receive some sort of government assistance. Okay. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, and sorry, let me back up. That, that's not completely fair. We, we do receive stuff. I think about it. Uh, we do receive some sort of assistance in the form of a tax credit, uh, which we apply for after we've already spent the money. Okay. Okay. And, and we do get uh, a tax credit. There's other forms of uh, funding available, Trillium funding, uh, Canadian book fund, funding. Most Canadian publishers do receive that. Um, we have never applied for it. We've never received it. Is that like a philosophical Somewhat. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. You want to do it of your own accord, basically? We, we don't want to be government bureaucrats. I'm from Ottawa. I've seen this trap. <laughs> I've seen this trap, but I don't want to do it. So okay. uh, that's one thing that, that separates us. And you still definitely do, do that the hard way in terms of funding it yourself. Yeah. Is it costing you more to print books locally than like, is there a, a cheaper option for you to, you know, offshore it or import? Your yes. Book? Yes. Especially if we start doing coffee table books and you know, that's another, it, not to be altruistic. It says not, printed in Canada on your books and mm-hmm. that's, that's not, uncommon. Yeah. Yes. But, but not, and not to be altruistic. There's business reasons. I'm, I'm sure you, you're in the business to realize this. It's not being completely altruistic. It's not community service. It's not charity <laughs> to do to to do deal with local businesses. There are reasons for it. You know, if there's a problem with the printing, I'm dealing with a local business. Right. Um, you know, if a store needs uh, if a store needs books, they're dealing with a local business. So you know, that's it's a local business. There's advantages to that. Better you're, communication. More better sales, more accountability, yeah. better, better customer service, ideally. Um, it's just better all around, better for you, better for the customer. Keeps the money so, local. So yes, we can get a better deal on printing slightly, you know, do I want to save a buck? You know, and you know, if there's somebody I need to contact, I can't contact. Right. No, no. They're I'd in a different time zone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Really good. Uh, good answer there. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, we, we like to ask something called the cost of convenience. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one thing would be the printing. We, we mentioned uh, printing locally, but beyond that, the uh, what we're using is paper stock. Um, we deal with some designers. One designer in particular, particular would absolutely have our head if we used inferior paper stock or paper stock that's just one grade below. Paper stock, of course, is various graduations of Lots paper of stock. Yeah. Oh, sorts of graduations. With all your sorts. books too, there is. They always have a, a quality feel to them. 
it's the paper stock. It's a paper stock. It's a cover stock, whether it's a gloss cover, whether it's a matte cover. Right. Uh, we don't skimp out on paper. Some publishers do as, as a matter of course. And again, right. it's, it's the same thing as like getting printed in Hong Kong as a, as opposed to Pembroke, which is one of your options. <laughs> That's an option. Um, you know, you save a couple pennies and, you know, maybe, you know, penny here, penny there. We're, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to save a hundred bucks on a print run by, you know, cheaping out on the paper. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, that's a, a great answer. And it brings us to the end of our first segment. So we're going to take a little okay. break here and regroup. But thanks for tuning in, watching. We'll be right back with Ron Corbett from Ottawa Preston Publishing. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Ron Corbett from Ottawa Press and Publishing. Thanks for tuning in to Why Bother. Be sure to like and share and subscribe to our podcast so you can find out when we have new episodes. We're going to jump right back in with a fun fact about the publishing industry and the writing of books. Did you know 80% of Americans surveyed want to write a book? They say they want to write or publish a book, but... As you know, 95% of books that are submitted to publishers are rejected. <laughs> Walk us through you know, how this industry works and you know, lots of people want to have a book. It's true. It's true. I didn't know the 95% uh, figure. Rejected? Yeah, I didn't know that figure was that high. 80%. So you made it through. You're the top five percentile. <laughs> I got lucky. But I, you're I, also, you were the publisher, so that's cheap. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> no, Penguin published your other books. Penguin published. But, but I also have a series uh, going. I I do have a novel, a series, a mystery series going. You mentioned the mysteries yeah. just briefly, the Frank Yakubuski series, which was published by ECW Press out of Toronto. So uh, so I went through the writer submitting query letters. Yeah. I, I went through the whole nine yards. And you, you got a through letter. again, that top 5%. So. I, I did get through. I did get through. I, I, I was lucky in, in that regard. Do you get a lot um, of submissions at Ottawa Press and Publishing? We get steady submissions. Yes. We, we, do, we don't go out looking for submissions. Uh, no, you curate we, your titles pretty. We do. We, to a certain actively, yeah. yeah. To a certain degree, we just, it discourages too strong, but we don't go out looking. We don't, well, you only have so much bandwidth to publish. You publish like exactly. two or three new books a year or something, right? Uh, we publish about half a dozen, okay. about half a dozen a year. This book, um, Adriana, uh, was a query letter, stone cold query letter. Adriana should be here to answer this question because she is a good example of somebody breaking through. She was persistent. We said no. With to her it. coffee table book. That we said, we said no to Adriana so many times. It was uh, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she was persistent. No again, no again, no okay. one more time. She was a definition of persistence. She she tracked me down at a uh, show we were doing, at uh, the outdoor show. Uh, uh, so we had a booth. Uh, and it worked for her. She finally convinced me that, you know, maybe it will work. Maybe a book about bridges will work. And I'm glad she's convinced me because um, I, I think it's a lovely book. And uh, it every every person that's seen it, and this is an advanced copy that you're seeing, uh, has really enjoyed the book. So I'm so glad she was persistent. You have to be persistent. You have to be, have a thick skin. You certainly, and you definitely have to be prepared to be rejected. It's going to be somewhat miraculous if you write a book and submit it and uh, you're accepted. That is right. not going to happen. So, uh, and did you experience some of that rejection yourself in your early writings? Well, um, early submissions or did I, you know right away like i need to get an agent did you kind of i did it? know that uh, being a journalist you know you so you're 
you know, in the, you're in the milieu or you're right next door to it. Yeah. Um, and you have people to help. Roy McGregor was a big help to me. Um, yeah. Who were some of your biggest supporters in writing, like growing up or pushing you to get into this field, recognizing your talent? Well, nobody pushed me to get in the field. You know, it was, that was my own crazy that's idea. Kind, that's <laughs> that was kind my, of them. Journal, journalism being the, being the idea. That was my own Cruel crazy. Cruel to push them into crazy idea. fickle field. Yeah. Uh, but once I was in the field, people that supported me, Roy was a, Roy was a huge help and continues to be a huge help. Uh, he helped uh, get the penguin deal for the last guide. So would you call him like a bit of a mentor then for you as a writer? Uh, mentor is a bit strong. Yeah. He, he left for the National Post as soon as I got there. So I figured it was me. <laughs> no, but when I went, when I joined the Ottawa Citizen, uh, he was there for about six months and then he left for the National Post. Hey, at least he helped you get in. Awesome. You mentioned a bit of a checklist there. I don't know if you have any more uh, particular advice for someone who's looking to get into writing and, and being published. You know, you just have to stay at it. You know, it, it is luck. It's a horrible answer. <laughs> it, it's luck. It, it is just right place, right time, right place, right time. Stay at it. Um, you got to finish it. It's funny. 80% of people, your, your first at 80% say they want to write a book. I wonder how many people actually do finish the book. Yeah. Good point. Hemingway was a journalist before he wrote his first novel. I did not. Yeah. It was worked for the Toronto star. Okay. Work for the Toronto Star. Um, Local connection. But when his first book was published, New York Times interviewed him and some New York Times journalist gave him wonky interview, you know, Mr. Hemingway, once you made the transition from journalism to literature, what did you find to be the most difficult part of that transition? And Hemingway said, finishing the fucking thing. (laughs) So... Because it's a lot longer than a caller. (laughs) A lot longer than a caller. So advice to inspiring writers. Remember Hemingway, finish the flipping thing. (laughs) Okay. You know know what Faulkner's advice to inspiring writers was? What? Sharpen your pencil. True story. They hired him at University of Mississippi to teach creative writing. And that was his advice. Sharpen your pencil. Sharpen your pencil. And then he walked out. (laughs) (laughs) And he probably got paid for a full semester. No, he got fired. Okay. (laughs) True story. Anyway. And what is the what is the meaning behind sharpen your pencil? You just got to do it. You know, you can't look for advice. You're going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're going to get lucky. You won't get lucky. It sounds like you, the need world to be goes a, on. you need to be a self-starter, basically. You, you need, need to be, be stoic. Self-motivated. <laughs> you yeah. need to be stoic. You need to have a thing for pain. Right. There you go. Thick skin. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I wonder how many people do start and don't finish uh, a book. Um, do you have any unfinished material? Um, or do you call them yes. drafts that might be finished later? <laughs> I have lots of unfinished material. Ragged Lake, my, my, uh, the first novel in the Frank Yakabuski series, was an unfinished novel that one spring I finally decided to finish. And parts of that book, when I decided it's time to finish it, I've been kicking around in the drawer of my desk for probably 10 years. Okay. Wow. Eas- easily 10 years. Where do you go to write? Like, where are you most productive? I hear people being like, I need to be off the grid. I need to be yeah. in a cabin somewhere. Nobody bothering me. Send me food under the door. <laughs> How do you, what's your process? It is somewhat like that. I told you, I'm, I'm trying to finish a novel right now. I, I told you, so actually I've, and again, you know, because, because we like you and we like your store a lot. I'm here. I've dragged myself out of my basement and oh, out no, of my sweat. I'm, try, right. I'm trying to finish. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to finish the next Yakabuski novel by by the end of the month. But the answer is for me is five in the morning. Five in the morning in my study, which happens to be in the basement of my house. Um, I love five in the morning. That the work I get done between five and nine in the morning 
Wow. Is uh, it's still astonishing well, me how much I can, Well, the world is leaving me alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the work I get down between. So, yeah. So I don't need to disappear for two weeks, uh, but I need early in the morning. It's always worth I, I don't even bother trying to write in the evening anymore. It's just, uh, who am I kidding? It's just a waste of time. Yeah, you know when you're yeah. most productive. Yeah, so that, I guess that's going to be different for each author, but find your sweet spot, I guess, is another piece of yeah. advice. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and make time for it when yeah. you're going to be, when your brain's working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Amazing. Do you still write um, like by pencil, pen, or are you all digital? Do you use a typewriter? <laughs> Click, clack. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Used to who was it? Cormac McCarthy used a typewriter. Do you know who Cormac yeah, McCarthy is? Yeah, yeah, no okay, country for old men. Cor Cormac, you know, right? Roy didn't. Yeah. Yes, yeah, no country for old men, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he just died uh, a few months ago. Oh, wow, okay. But I'm a big Because that's McCarthy. not a really old book, but uh, so he had access to computers. Great. He was using a typewriter. He was using a typewriter. Great Cormac McCarthy story. When, when, they, when somebody found out in 2007 that he was still using a typewriter, they said, oh, and he had written every one of his novels on the same typewriter. They found out. So he said, oh, my God, you should sell the thing. So <laughs> that's the he, first thing anybody says. Say. Right? Yeah. So he did. Cash so, in, Cormac. So he put it up for auction. It got, I think, what was it, over 400, about close to half a million dollars the typewriter got. He donated the money to a food bank oh, in Tennessee. Wow. Everything except $200. That he went out and he bought the exact same typewriter. <laughs> Amazing. He traded it in. He can start over again. So he gave half a million dollars. It shows you the absurdity of it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't have a typewriter. I, I have a computer and I use a computer. I don't. Yeah. yeah but uh, no, yeah. I use I use Hang computers on. and computers are wonderful. I can't imagine writing without or editing or editing without using a computer how yeah. did you do that i have no idea how that would have been done all right well thank you uh, so much we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back for our final segment stay tuned for more with ron corbett from ottawa press and publishing Everybody. Welcome back to Why Bother. I'm your host, Garrett Davies, with Ron Corbett from Ottawa Press and Publishing. Thanks for your gracious time today. I know you're busy writing a book, finishing a book. Uh, we can't wait to hear more about that. And we're going to do some fun food sampling to kick know. off this last segment. We like to do this with our guests, give a little treat, a little boost going down the stretch. Uh, you've selected a chocolate bar from our friends at Peace by Chocolate, which, you know, you're a great storyteller. They have a phenomenal story. You were telling me part of it. <laughs> Tell me this story. So this is a Syrian story. family. That, well, I have some chocolate. Yeah, please enjoy. The, we're, we're eating their uh, milk chocolate with hazelnut thank you bar. And this, this family moved from Syria due to the war. They were refugees. They came to Canada. They had lost their family factory in Syria and they rebuilt it in Antigonish, Nova Scotia. Now they're the biggest employer in town. And uh, they're all across the country. <laughs> the biggest employer in Antikonish. They are. That's a lovely story. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. They actually had a movie too. Um, they've got a book out telling their story. Uh, so there's a documentary done on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just called there Peace, be. Peace by Chocolate. Story. Yeah, exactly. So we watched that with uh, some of our staff actually when it was in theaters. What well, do you something think? Something else? The, uh, yeah. It's wonderful. It's good, eh? It's absolutely wonderful. It's salted, right? Is it a salted? Uh, it's wonderful. Tasting a little bit. And right. um, one of our one. best selling products in the store because it's great chocolate, but people love that story. It makes a great gift. They brand their bars with messages like thank you or, you know, congrats, happy birthday. Okay. Really easy gift. Yeah. 
It tastes wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for trying it. So we've talked a lot about writing and, and books. We'd like to know more about you and your biggest hobbies outside of work. Um, I like traveling. Um, I certainly do like traveling. Uh, the kids are all growing up now, so you get a chance to do more of that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like road trips. You know, I absolutely love road trips. Um, I've gone down to Florida the last couple of winters. Okay. Can I admit that? There was a time in my life when I thought I'd hate Florida. Snowbird, yeah, driving down. Not quite a snowbird yet. Um, just thinking for, about it. Just for that visit. Okay. <laughs> I've avoided much of the winter the last two winters. Um, but but road trips, my gosh, when the kids, uh, that was our summer vacation for years and years and years. So I do love traveling. How many kids do you have? I have four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're busy with uh, with kids growing I up. I was. Where did you like I, to go I, on uh, I certainly was. road trips? Well, we went through the States. Uh, well, we went out West. We did, uh, we did from coast to coast. Years and years ago, Avis Rental had a deal where it was $199 a week. You could get a minivan, unlimited mileage. Okay. I drove that minivan to the west side of Vancouver Island. <laughs> Get your back again, yeah. $400 for last summer they had that And deal. then they canceled the deal because <laughs> Last you summer guys. they had that deal. I don't know if I'm responsible. <laughs> but uh, anyways, the last deal. So, yeah, we, we did cross country. I remember one of my favorite columns at the Sun years ago was when I got back from that vacation. Yeah. I teased people for flying over, you know, fly over provinces. I basically yeah. said, you know. And I went on for a couple of days. You're missing the prairie. You're missing the thing. I had pierogi stories. I had all nine yards. Did and, you see the Northern Lights? I did up in, uh, I worked in Jasper for, uh, for a couple of summers. So yeah, I've seen the Northern lights. Yeah. Lots of, yeah. So I love traveling. For, for looking forward too. to doing more. Yeah. Um, we like to do something here. We call point of connection. This is all about human connection and how it relates to your work. So is there something there that inspires you to, to write or to publish books or you're looking to connect with other people? It's an interesting question for what we're doing with Ottawa Press and Publishing, because we're a local company. Um, and when I was writing columns and when I had the radio show, it was all about local. I remember years and years ago, Hartley Stewart, the publisher I mentioned, who was at the Ottawa Sun, he wrote out a memo once. You know, there was a newspaper just got out. He thought it was a horrible edition of the okay. newspaper. Wasn't happy with it wasn't it. happy with yeah. it. And he wanted to impress upon everybody that worked for him <laughs> that he wanted his newspaper to be relentlessly local. And that, yeah. that was the phrase, relentlessly local. Um, and that's what Ottawa Press and Publishing is. We're a local publishing company. The books that sell well for us, well, it's, it's all local. Our authors are local. They live here. Yeah. Our stories are local. Um, it's printed locally. It's yeah. printed locally. The business is local. It's it's all local. You're the only retail store that we sell our books in. Right. We sell only in bookstores. Uh, there's a few gift shops that we're in, but the gift shops are tourist shops, and they have a big book section, right? Yeah. You're the only. Re we're the. We're your pretty much your only. We books. don't have a ton of books. We have a very curated. Books, very curated. Yeah. You're our only retail store, and the reason our books sell in your store, I think, is for the same reason. You're successful because of the local connection, um, and it's everything. It's everything to our business. Maybe I'm assuming something more than I should with it's, you, but it's the DNA of, uh, of maker house as that's, well It's connecting makers with exactly customers it. and even so, charities, community organizations. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the, the connection, it, it has to be there when we're looking at a possible book project, you know, and you know, that's quite often, you know, the yay or nay of it when somebody's pitching the idea, does this have a local audience? Is there a reason why somebody living in Ottawa will care about this story? And if the answer is no, uh, we're not publishing it. Yeah. Is it relevant? Will people yeah. relate? So, will they yeah. see themselves in exactly. it? Exactly. So it, it's 
that there has to be that connection or, or we're not doing it. Yeah. And you're, I, I'm guessing floating your ideas to potential customers and, and you know, your, your circle yeah. to identify if it's a fit, if it's, yeah. it's going to go. Exactly. Uh, that's so. very cool. So what are you working on now or on We've talked a little bit about yeah. your bridge book uh, that's coming out mid September spanning time. Well, this is, this is fluky. If we just have, just have a minute here because it is yeah. kind of fluky because we don't often have this for folks it, listening. We're, we're flipping yeah, through is, the book. So be sure to check this out on YouTube. Yeah, th- th- this is all done. So what we're working on now, this book is at the printers right now. Uh, we don't often get an advanced, it's called an advanced reading copy. If you are, you know, want to get in the publishing business, you're pitching a query letter, use ARC. ARC, you capitalize Advanced it. Maybe, maybe, copy, yeah. maybe you'll impress somebody. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But this, we don't always get one. Uh, but this has just turned out to be a beautiful book. Adrienne, a yeah, bunch of photographers. Uh, Nico Peterson, uh, one of the photographers. Uh, Tanya Snow, a bunch of designers involved in this. I, I also have a novel. I've been working on this. This is out of the basement. Yeah, of this show, the, uh, show the camera. Uh, and for folks this who are it. watching, uh, Muskie Falls is going to be the fourth in the Frank Yakabuski series. Uh, the first three were by ECW. Uh, the fourth is going to be by Ottawa Press and Publishing. So you're keeping the series uh, alive. Yeah, this will be out in mid October. It's like a well, why, why, do you, why do you read a couple of the blurbs there on sure, the Sure, uh, sure. Okay. Just, I'll do it my best, uh, uh, my best, best radio, radio voice. voice here. Okay, so. It's a Frank Yakabuski mystery, mystery book, the fourth in the series Muskie Falls. <laughs> and the quote here. From, from a New York Times book review. Is that the New York Times book review? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. It says, Corbett's work has garnered him an Edgar Award nomination, and we can see why. We can see why. Oh, my God. Your head is inflating right in front of me. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Well, it, I mean, it takes a lot of work to get in front of the New York Times. Oh, yeah. and the next one here from the Globe and Mail says, Ron Corbett's excellent Frank Yakabuski series is a return to the bad old days when men killed for a glass of beer. <laughs> Amazing. That's going to be out in mid-October. So Wow. Good so, for you. You're busy. We have been busy. A lot we going busy. on. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a busy fall. As you are. You're always busy. You have oh, a yeah. wonder. You know, this is called log rolling. Remember the old spy magazine? This is called log rolling in our time. Okay. <laughs> you have a beautiful shop at Christmas time. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, well, we're yeah, starting we make to it sound up instant, for the fall. And, make it sound uh, insincere, but you do. You do. It's just... Uh, oh, you're part of the mix uh, with, with your amazing titles. And uh, we still have them in the shop from Ottawa Rewind to the new hike best hikes yeah. to the road trip books. Right? So people know they can find you at Maker House. They can find you at other oh, I get the website? bookstores. Yeah. Let's plug where else can they find you online? OttawaPressAndPublishing.com. All right. Keep an eye out on there for new titles launching. Thank you so much, Ron, for taking time out of your busy schedule, out of your basement. Uh, <laughs> hope we didn't cut into the writing time this morning too much, uh, but you've been a great guest. Awesome having you on. Gareth, I appreciate it very much. It's been fun. All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks, to Why Bother? And keep an eye out for our next episode. Be sure to subscribe. We'll see you then. Bye.